Hey everyone, welcome to the Within Her Soul podcast. I'm Jordan. And I'm Sydney. And we are two Jesus-loving women who have a lot to say about living as Christians in this modern day world. We deep dive into tough to talk about topics that we know you're battling with. We expose all things relationships, soul care, sex, healing from your past, and more. We give practical advice in these areas, but also share comedic stories of our own lessons learned and normalize what being a Christian woman in today's society is really like. So buckle up, friend. It's going to get real, real quick. Welcome back to the Within Her Soul podcast. I am so excited because I actually have my bestest friend, Nina Duran, with us today. And she flew into town and we decided that she would be a perfect guest to have on our podcast this week because y'all, her testimony is insane and just like what God has done for her. And we've had so many DMs lately just about relationships and not knowing where God's called you to be and just how to really walk in your purpose and in your calling and living a bigger life and just all these things. And so we thought this would just be perfect um, to have her on and just kind of share what God's done for her. And so it's just me today. Jordan Sydney is out on this one. So it's just going to be me and Nina today, but I'm so excited. It's going to be so good. And we're so happy to have you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if you would just share, I mean, y'all, this is going to be a little long, but it is, it's all needed. It is going to be so good. She's really just going to walk you through everything of just how she got to be who she is today, which truly we give God all the glory in that. Um, but yeah, if you wanted to share your testimony, start from the very beginning and we'll dive in. Okay. I'll try to keep it as organized as possible because <laughs> it is a crazy testimony. But to start off, like very beginning, I was raised Greek Orthodox and Jewish. My mom was Greek Orthodox and my dad was Jewish. And before they got married, they decided they would raise the girls Greek Orthodox and the boys Jewish. So every Sunday I was going to the Greek Orthodox church and I just never really felt connected there. Everything was in hymns. Everything was in Greek. And I just went because my mom and my yaya went to church and, you know, that's who you follow at that young age. Um, but I always knew God. Um, it wasn't until I started going to non, non denominational churches like DBS and camps and all those things you go to as a child that I started to encounter God in a different way. I was at a church camp. I think it was called Riverbend, which a lot of people in Fort Worth, Texas have been to. And I was 12 years old and that was when I fully gave my life to Jesus. It was a crazy night filled with tons of tears and just a huge movement in my spirit. Just, I couldn't really explain it at that age, but I definitely know now, like thinking back at 26 years old, like that's when it happened. That was really when the change hit me. But still, you know, I went to regular Greek Orthodox church. I kind of didn't really go back in high school too much. You just, you know, busy high school days, you don't really go to church typically. And then it wasn't until I met Jordan that I started going to Gateway Church in South Lake. And that is really when everything changed for me in my mind. So thankful that Jordan brought me there about four years ago. And that's when I started to learn how to worship. That's the worshiping is so different compared to hymns and <laughs> Greek. Like it just doesn't, it's, it's doesn't compare to what you feel. So when I was going to Gateway, I had been in a relationship for about four years. And this is when I really just wanted to change every aspect about my life. I just got intentional with praying, um, the people I surrounded myself with, just just everything, I, how I was living. I just wanted to change every aspect of that. 
the relationship I was in started out fine, but towards the later parts of this relationship, just I, I just realized it just wasn't how I wanted to live the rest of my life with someone. I didn't really know the full depth of marriage. I didn't know how important it was under God's eyes and the way you're supposed to live. And I just, you know, I, I was someone, an outsider looking in, just thought marriage is just someone you're with the rest of your life. And it was pretty basic and, you know, things are fine and you live together and you support each other, but I never really fully understand what a godly marriage looked like until I started going to Gateway and witnessing that through other people, other pastors. Um, When me and Jordan were serving at King's University, I saw couples and I was like, okay, <laughs> this is not what I have. And this is not, this isn't how I want to live the rest of my life. I would mostly end up going to church alone if Jordan wasn't with me because my ex would be out really late at night and he would work at clubs on the weekends. And sometimes he just wouldn't come home. So I was in the front row worshiping Jesus by myself. So in 2017, my ex and I moved to Florida with my family because I didn't have a a job that could support us on our own apart from them. I had gotten sick at about 16 years old. So I'd been sick for probably about four or five years at this point. And it was a very, very long drawn out journey, just a search and trying to find people to fully heal me. I was diagnosed with mono, lupus, fibromyalgia, Lyme disease, arthritis. I mean, like I could probably sit here and list 30 other diagnoses, but even as a child, which I feel like I was a child (laughs) referencing this time, (laughs) I always believed that, that God was bigger than these diseases. I, when they told me I needed to figure out how to manage the symptoms and just realize that I would live live like this the rest of my life. I never accepted that. I mean, there was times on and off in my 10 year health journey where I didn't go to doctors because it was just very emotionally hard, but I, I always believed God was greater than these diseases. And I'm mentioning that because that is truly what carried me through for another five years of terrible, terrible health issues. We moved back to, to Texas because the relationship I was in at the time, that is what he desired because his family lived here and he wanted to start a business here. So we moved back away from my family, got our first apartment together, and we're just trying to navigate life on our own, which was, it was very weird. I still feel like a child then just really trying to figure out life. I had no idea what I was doing, but I continued to go to church and constantly pray. And me and Jordan were in a network marketing company where we were constantly together. I mean, truly that company is how me and Jordan were brought together and made our relationship so strong um, as friends. So in 2019, I was proposed to by my ex and it was pretty unexpected for me. I did not feel like I was ready. We had never talked about it. Little did I know he had had that ring for 18 months, which was really shocking to me. And he did it with just him and I alone, like it was just, it caught me very off guard because of the struggles that he had and just the way our relationship was and how we just didn't really align on so many different things. I desired to have a very specific life with God and a marriage, and he just didn't desire those things. We, we weren't, we didn't really talk that much, really. I mean, it was, it became a very, friendship-like relationship the last three years that we were together just because of things that he was going through. And I was very, very patient during these years. I served him endlessly the way that I would want to be served. 
I took care of him in every way, cooked meals for him, just basically took care of our home in general. Um, he did make most of the money, but I just never could see past a certain point in our relationship. So when he proposed to me, it was weird. I, I couldn't plan the wedding. <laughs> that sounds so bad to say, but like we had been engaged a year and I hadn't done anything. I think I maybe bought bridesmaids boxes because that's, <laughs> that's all I could envision was that aspect of it. Um, I knew who I wanted there, who, who I wanted there with me, but I couldn't see anything with him. I looked at venues. I researched catering. Like I did all these things, but it just like didn't feel right in my heart. I just like his family would ask me, like, you made plans and I just, I couldn't. And I didn't know what it was at that time. Just so weird to think about now. The end of 2019, I went to Tony Robbins Date with Destiny seminar, which was six days long, um, about 15 or more hours a day during my journey with my ex and with my walk in the Lord, I found Tony Robbins and he really was a huge, huge reason that kept me motivated and taught me about positive mindsets and taking your thoughts captive and all these different things. I can't even, I could go on and on. That could be a whole other podcast about mm-hmm. the difference Tony Robbins has made in my life. I literally call him my dad because I just, he is the sweetest soul. I, I really love him so much and he changed my life in a huge way. Um, so I went, I went to a seminar had been my dream. I had been on my dream board for years and I just, I went by myself, which like should have been a red flag to him at that time that I would go to a seminar alone for six days in West Palm beach. Um, but I, I, I came back changed every, every aspect of my mind, my heart, my spirit, the way I viewed life, the way I viewed other people and things just became clear. It was, it was clear to me that I, I shouldn't be with him. And 2020, we all know the year of 2020 <laughs> started, started off crazy. Um, but for me ended perfectly. I mean, Mm. which is so weird. I've like never like spoke all this out loud. So it's weird to say, but, um, I spent about seven months with Jordan figuring out how I should leave this relationship. I mean, there was, there was so many things we had built a life together. Six years with someone is a long time. We had dog, we had two dogs together. We had bills together. Um, my dad did a down payment on a beautiful big house for us, four bedroom home, um, as a basically a wedding gift, even though we weren't married yet, but he wanted to help us out into the next, um, phase of our life. And I was like, what, what am I going to do? I really had no idea. And, um, he told me he had something to tell me randomly in January of 2020 but he wouldn't tell me what it was unless we were in therapy. Um, I tried, of course, as a girl, you know, that's like the worst thing you could hear the questions that come through your mind. Did he cheat on me? And does he want to break up with me? Like, what is this? But seven months I waited for us to go to therapy and it just never happened without, I mean, there was so much trying. It sounds so simple to say it like that, but it was a very long, sad seven months. I was, in the most pain of my life, I was the sickest I had ever been. Um, I had found a doctor that had I'd been going to for about seven or eight months at this point, who then I didn't know he was going to help me, but I was still very trying, very much trying to heal myself. And I ended the relationship without knowing what, to, like anything to do. I had no idea how God was going to move. I had no idea 
how to make money, um, how to pay for my mortgage. It was just like, really like, I just knew I had to do it. I couldn't stand it anymore. I couldn't stand the energy I felt in my home, the negativity. It was just so, so dark. Just walking my home, I felt like the breath would be taken out of me and that I just couldn't live happily in my own space. Um, so I ended it. Jordan helped me <laughs> through that time very much. So lots of planning on how to do it. Cause like, how do you, how do you leave a six year relationship? It was, it was terrifying. I, I was in so much pain. Like I could barely talk during these months. Um, so God really started filling in the gaps without me even trying just things kind of fell into place. I got two roommates, which helped me obviously with my mortgage. Cause I wasn't making this much, that much money at the time. I got a promotion at work where, which really helped me out. I mean, I wasn't rolling in it, but I wasn't desperate to where my parents needed to pay my mortgage. Um, and I was single for four months, which was a crazy, crazy time. Um, six years with someone that just made you feel unattractive, um, underappreciated, unseen. I just really was seeking something. That's a whole other story. Um, <laughs> but I can fill in the gaps. <laughs> we all go through it. it. I really went through it. I mean, yeah. I I got sick at at 16 years old. I, I didn't go to college. I just missed out on so much life that I felt like I was kind of owed. And this is when I really just figured out who I was and what I wanted. Still was going to church, still was praying every single day. There was never a moment through any of the darkest times in my life where I didn't think that God would carry me through. I've always been very faithful. I've always just relied and put everything on him because truly I couldn't handle it if I didn't. It just, the pain I experienced on a daily basis was, I I can't even explain it to you. There's, I mean, I could barely talk. I could barely walk. I could barely stand. And this is the person I was when I left this relationship. So it was, this was like, I felt like it was my time to really figure out who I was going to be for the rest of my life. I started exercising, which was a hard, I mean, painful and terrible because of the state my body was in, but I started walking and stretching and eating very, very clean and organic. After I broke up with my ex, there was a shift in my soul. Uh, there's That's really the only way to explain it. It wasn't something anyone could have done. I had spent two years detoxing out toxins with my doctor, but this was different because the last time I had seen him, he was like, I don't know what to do next. Like I was that bad that he really was like, I'm not sure what we should do. But I, when I started, um, when I broke up with him and I started work, uh, working out, just walking and stretching and things like that, something happened in my body. I don't, I really can't explain it. It just seems like a miracle when I try to explain it. I know that the work I did previous to this time, of course, helped me. And I don't think I would have healed if I didn't do all the things I did with my doctor, but my body shifted. And it's a shift that I had been waiting for, for 10 years, 10 years of my life. I had waited for this moment. And I met my now husband four months later after being, after leaving that relationship, I was not ready in any way. When I met him, it's so funny to look at our text messages, like everything he says, he's a very um, emotional and loving guy. And I'm just like, all I put is emojis. Cause I was just, I was, did not, I was not ready to be in a relationship. I was like, I'm going to be single for a year. I'm going to find myself. I'm going to do all the things, but 
God laughed at me. He said, your husband's right here, sister, get ready. We, our story is really crazy. I'm just going to start with that. It moved very fast. Um, We got married within one year of meeting. I was visiting my family for Thanksgiving when we had first matched on Hinge. So we didn't meet in person for nine days. So we spent, and I really think even going through like um, counseling and stuff, we think this is like, was such a pivotal part of our relationship because it wasn't physical because we never touched each other or saw each other in person, we connected on such a deep, deep level, which is what I so desperately desired after being in a relationship that we didn't really talk at all, especially not about deep things. So we spent nine days texting and FaceTiming. I mean, like my, my family would say like, I was probably on FaceTime that entire trip, but we just deep, we deeply connected. Um, crazily enough, he had left a three-year relationship two weeks before we met. But I mean, he, on day four of texting, he asked me um, which ring I want when we get married. Like if you, if saying this out loud, like people probably think it's insane, but like we truly knew as much as I was hesitant, as much as I was like literally had a panic attack when I told him I loved him the first time, I I knew he's who I wanted to be with the rest of my life without a doubt. I had never experienced that before. We got engaged after six months of being together and then married six months after that. Uh, we were baptized together. We did premarital counseling together. Uh, after yeah. after we were married, we moved into our first apartment together, um, sold my house that paid for our wedding. Crazy how God works, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, we moved into the same apartment building as Jordan. So that was so special that we got to spend time being so close in the same complex as her got married in January of no, when did I get married? Got married in on new year's Eve of 2021. So last year got married. And then three months after being married, God shook us. I like, I don't really know how, how, how else to explain it other than that. Um, I had been working a job for about six months, eight months that I loved. I'm a director of sales for a coffee cart company that just does all um, events catering. I love that job. I could work from home, but I went into the office once a week and night owl coffee cart. If anyone's looking, shout out (laughs) (laughs) best coffee there is. I swear they were at our wedding and it was amazing. But my husband retired from the air force um, in 2021 But he was kind of in a place where he was figuring out what he needed to do. He was six years in the Air Force and he was just searching for something that gave him purpose. And there was many opportunities for us. Essentially, my boss offered that we could move out to Addison where um, our headquarters is for Night Owl because Austin was working for them at the time as a barista. But it's just like as much as we could have laid out the opportunities, my, my soul had always wanted to be in Florida. My family has been there for five years now and I want to, I want to farm. I want to have a homestead. We want a ton of kids and I just want a place, wanted a place where we could constantly be outside and raise our kids that way. So we decided two weeks before we basically, we laid out our options to figure things out. There's tons of conversations, tons of financial talks, figure out what to do. But 
we decided March 1st that we were leaving March 14th to move to Florida. We had two weeks to figure it all out. And not that this was, it wasn't an easy decision to make because it the concept of moving to Florida, I had always wanted, but everything that came with it was not easy. We were figuring out, do we get an apartment? My parents offered for us to live with them. Do we, which city do we move to? Do we move by my parents, leaving my best friends, leaving my job, leaving the stability I had where I had lived my entire life. But everything that happened within those two weeks, I know we would not have gotten to Florida if it wasn't for God actually doing it all. The way finances worked out, the way our apartment was was leased and we didn't have to pay anything extra. I mean, that just everything I know it was all God and even getting there was all God because everything was in a in packed to the actual top of the biggest U-Haul you can get and my car that we, we towed with two dogs and drove 30 hours straight. I mean, like it was a mess. All our stuff's in a storage unit. We're living with my parents now, navigating life. Uh, my husband is a real estate agent now, but we live in Florida and I'm with the man of my dreams. And I just, two years ago in 2020, I was breaking up the sickest, the most pain, the most confused, no idea what to do. And God brought me here. All of 2021, my health journey, I just continued to heal. I lost 60 pounds total and not sick any longer. I healed myself of all the incurable diseases. And it's just, it's so hard to comprehend. I mean, there's moments Jordan knows that throughout this journey where I couldn't wrap my mind around what was happening. It didn't make sense to me. Like it even took a very long time to comprehend the weight I had lost because I spent so much time in pain because of that weight on my body. And not knowing that I had lost the weight unless I looked at myself in the mirror. I mean, like more has happened in the last two years of my life than my entire life combined. And it would not have happened unless I truly, truly laid everything at God's feet every single day of my life, because it is a crazy, crazy journey. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's so crazy. I know there's probably many people who are looking at their lives right now and they're sitting in the seat where you were two years ago of like, I'm with someone I don't really know if I should even be with. I'm doing the job that I don't really even know if I'm supposed to be at. I'm living in a place that I didn't want to be at. You know, there's so many different times in our lives where sometimes we feel like we should already have it all figured out. Like I chuckled because, and I don't know if this was like pre-podcast us talking or with you just recording, but you were 25 when you left the relationship. relationship? Yeah. I think I was 24 24 and it just like kind of made me chuckle because we put these like stigmas around our age and it's like oh no I'm leaving a relationship how am I like I'm supposed to like get married and then go and have kids by this certain age and it's Mm -hmm. so exhausting it It really is. is so exhausting trying to figure out if you're doing the things the way that God calls you to but like do you actually trust his will for your life because you two years ago is looking at leaving a relationship that you shared a house with dogs with a mortgage with bills with, I mean, you, you really were self-sufficient in that time. Like you took care of yourself because he didn't take care of you, Mm -hmm. but you did, you did still split everything, you know, our life was split. Your life was still split. And so it's kind of hard. It's like, I know there's girls out there that are like, I'm in this place where I know God's calling me to change. And I wanted to talk about this because I think this is something really this whole episode is about 
listening to God's voice in your life. And whenever he's telling you to move, you move. If he's telling you to stay, you stay. Like whatever he is telling you to do, be obedient. But, and I remember this even being Nina's friend at this time, she was praying y'all. I mean, like praying and journaling everything and praying and praying, praying for things to change. I mean, she was praying for her ex. She was praying for herself. She was praying for certain situations and they weren't changing. You know, and it's kind of like, then what? Yeah. You know, what do you do when you're, it's like, that's an answer sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Like there was mornings, like because of the job me and Jordan had, we would wake up really early every morning and like spend an hour or sometimes two hours um, doing quiet time and um, praying and journaling and going through devotional and things like that. And if I, I, I live in Florida now and we're currently in Texas. And if I had those journals, I could flip through them and show you that my, all of my prayers were about two things, healing my body and for the Lord to just move in my ex's life because I wanted him to live differently. I wanted him to be happy. I wanted him to find passion. I wanted him to love me the way I deserved and the way I wanted in a husband. And I mean, like when you pray that much, nothing happens. Not that that that's always the case. You know, it took me 10 years to heal. So I believe that my prayers definitely were heard during that time. But like, God was showing me in different ways that like that wasn't the right place for me. And speaking on what you said previously, I remember there was a night where my ex didn't come home, um, which happened a lot throughout our relationship, um, just out drinking and stuff. And I was texting my mom just like when it hit me and I was like, "I, I just don't think this is it. I mean, my mom had known through several conversations that what our relationship was like and what I experienced with him, like my parents were aware. I I wrote down tons of notes and just, I constantly share some of my mom. She's like my best friend. And I was terrified. I mean, like just, I have a picture of myself that night because I knew it was a night that I decided I'm just weeping. My eyes are so puffy. I spent so many days crying and I was just so scared because I was like, what now? How do at that time, I couldn't comprehend what would happen after a six-year relationship. Like, how do I move on? How how do I, who will I be now? How will I find someone else? That was the question I kept asking my mom, which so funny to think about now. It's funny how like, that's what we worry about. I was worried about that. It's so silly. I was, I was like, I'm 24. Like, how am I going to find someone? And she, I remember her words specifically. She was like, sissy, that's (laughs) what she calls me. Sissy, you're so young. She's like, you have no idea how much life you have ahead of me. And whatever specific words she said at that time, just gave me peace. And I decided to stick with that mindset the entire time I was single and the entire time going through this journey with him, um, that God will guide me no matter what happens. I I thank God have my parents that if they needed to pay my bills for six months, they would. Um, although I wouldn't want them to, but they, they were like, we're here for you. No matter what you decide, we'll support you if you need anything from us. And I just, I just knew that was, that was it. I just had to do it, even though it was the hardest decision I have ever made in my life. And I think that, I mean, I'm, you know, life is crazy and I can't say that that will be forever, but up to this point, I've never made a harder decision to change my life so drastically. Yeah. And I want to say this too, for anyone who might be sitting in this place and I'm going to use Nina's testimony to say that Nina didn't know if it was going to work out before she left. And She didn't know if she was going to have roommates yet. She didn't know if she was going to be able to make more money. She didn't know that her body would start to heal miraculously. Like 
it wasn't all these things. She couldn't see the future. She couldn't see that. She didn't know she was going to be Austin for me months later. She didn't know her whole life and would like would change and be married a year later. Like she didn't know she'd be moving to Florida, her dream place that she's always wanted to live, you know? And sometimes I do think that we expect God to kind of show, show us those things before we're supposed to move. And it's just a reminder that he calls us to walk in faith and that that doesn't mean your story might look just like Nina's where it's like, you finally make that big decision where you do leave the man or you do leave the job or you do change cities. And then it just all miraculously works out for you. There still might be a season of waiting. You know, there still might be that gap where you're still trying to figure it out, but God still calls us to walk out in faith and live in peace and trust him because when he loves you more than Anyone you could think loves you. He doesn't want you to live in despair. He doesn't want you to struggle and what you think is struggling. Um, And so, yeah, I just want to use her testimony to tell you that sometimes you do have to kind of step out on the ledge and realize that you are in a parachute, (laughs) you know, like you, sometimes we are just so paralyzed to move and all of a sudden you're living in this life that seems like you're on a hamster wheel. You're with the wrong man, your men or man, or hopefully it's one, but who knows, you know, you're, you're in the wrong relationships. You have the wrong group of friends that are encouraging you to do things you're not supposed to be doing. You are just living outside of his will. And there is always anxiety and always pain outside of his will. Y'all that doesn't mean that you have to be doing something wrong. Like something I love about Nina's testimony. She talks about how her and her ex, like, they did go to church sometimes, you know, and Nina was praying every day. Nina wasn't getting wasted every weekend and like just completely outside of God's will. Like she was in God's will, but she was with someone at that time that wasn't in God's will for her. We're not speaking anything against necessarily her ex because now he's in, you know, his own thing. But it's just a reminder that we have to be in God's will and you will know, like you will feel that peace. And it's just, it's just crazy to see how far she's come literally in two years. Like it's been wild to see the turnaround. Uh, I want to mention something based on what you just said, because, you know, I think a lot of us spend so much time praying for something specific and not that there's anything wrong with that. Cause I do believe prayer is so powerful in whatever capacity you're, you're doing it towards. I mean, like me praying for my health for 10 years is an example of like, I needed to wait there. I did everything I could, but I, I always believed that I would fully heal. Um, cause I knew God was so powerful in that. But for example, I, when I was serving, um, at King's university with the students, I would see these men and the way they treat women. And I wanted that. And I was with someone else and it wasn't like I was going to go cheat on him. It was just like, I desired that so desperately. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at that time, I, I didn't think like, oh, maybe that's, that's, uh, that's going to be my husband, that guy, or I was just trying to get my ex to be that, that version of what yeah. I so desired. And now looking back at it, I know that I desired that type of man because that is what God promised for me. Yeah. But when you're in a relationship for six years, you're thinking my husband or my fiance or my boyfriend, he's going to be that. But even in a relationship, I was desiring a man that I knew would never come out of the person I currently had. And so like, that's just an example of like, God does promise you these things. 
but it's gonna, it might be in the way that you least expect it. I didn't think I'd have to break up, move to Florida, like meet me, my husband, all these different things to get me where I am to find the man of my dreams. Yeah. So that's just an example of like, sometimes you do actually have to move out on faith. Yeah. Me moving to Florida, me selling my house. I mean, there's just so many things that sometimes you have to move based on what is promised, like the desires of your heart. I've always known that's what God promises. And there's just been so many things where I would see my ultimate dream life. What is it when I would think about it? I want to live in Florida. I want to have a ton of kids. I want to be a wife. I want an amazing husband. But I had to make certain shifts and move in certain ways so that he could move in the way that he was going to already move. So sometimes you got to do it yourself. Yeah. We can't just always sit and wait. If you if you know there's something that you're supposed to have because God promised it to you, but you have to maybe quit your job. Oh my gosh, that sounds so terrifying, right? But like you quit your job and then the door's open. The the job yeah. of your dream is there. Sometimes you have to actually move yourself. Yeah. This podcast literally wouldn't be here if I didn't quit my job. <laughs> there's right? so many things that happen when you just move out of faith because and, and it, you during that time, you're like was the scariest thing ever for you. Literally. I hyper, I already shared that story. I literally hyperventilated. Probably my first panic attack ever. <laughs> I've never experienced. It's just scary. And I think that's because we are human beings that live in comfortability and God is not a comfortable God. If you look into the Bible of just like all the people he's called to greatness and to do his, you know, the the work for his kingdom, they were all called to do something that they felt very unqualified to do and called out out of their comfort zone. Actually, majority of them were called out of their homes, their mm-hmm. cities. Like they were called to like these terrible, horrific cities mm-hmm. filled with sin and evil. And it's like, we're, we also can't be naive to the fact that God calls us out of our comfort zones and so that he can provide for us. And so he can give to us. And so I do want to go into our soul scriptures. Basically we do these every single week. We always tie scripture to anything that we talk about, because it's a reminder that the Bible is not just a book that should be collecting dust. It has so much value. It gives so much guidance, so much peace. It is the living and breathing word. And so we always do this every episode so that you can be like, wow, I actually do understand scripture. I actually do see value in that. I'm going to go ahead and do this one first because we've already said it like four times, but Psalm 37, four says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I know Nina basically said that, but I could speak about this forever. I mean, there's just like, I've gone through, read so many books and different seminars and the YouTube videos I watch on motivational and mindset and everything like that. And, you know, when you close your eyes and ultimately think about what your life is supposed to be, the deepest desires of your heart, you truly know them. And whether you know them now or not, sometimes you're clouded by your job or your relationship, or maybe it's alcohol or whatever it is. Something could be clouding you to actually see that vision. But when you go deep enough down and pray and truly figure out what, what is it that I actually desire? When you know that you should have tunnel vision to get you there as fast as possible, because God has promised that to you. Me wanting tons of kids, me wanting the husband I have now and so, so many specific things I prayed for in my man. And he went above and beyond and are those things. God promised those to me. I remember sitting down, um, about a month after I became single 
and I was in the airport and I was taking my first trip ever alone to Miami. Um, and I wrote down this prayer that Jordan's read before. And it was like, all right, God, I'm, I'm yours. Like, I do not know what I'm doing, where I'm supposed to be, but I am single again. And just for reference, I'm going to write out 10 things about what I want and what I know I deserve in a man because like through you and my husband was more than that. Yeah. He reached every single, all 10 and more. Yeah. Cause things I could have never prayed for in a man he is. Also, if you're praying for your future husband, I without a doubt know that God will, will prevail in that. Like he does care for you so deeply and he, God really truly does honor godly relationships. Like that was the whole point of Adam and Eve. And so if you're not someone who isn't praying for your current husband or future husband, start doing that. There's so many books, so many resources. Like it's so powerful. So, so powerful. Different episode for a different time, but Mm -hmm. definitely need to be doing that. The next scripture is uh, Job 22, 21. And it's submit to God and be at peace with him. In this way, prosperity will come to you. And I think this is just a really true reminder that when we submit to God, you cannot submit to God and then be anxious. And like I said, this is, I just want you to hear me. This isn't to condemn you in any way, but it's a reminder that when we really do submit to God, there is an act of faith that follows in that. It's really hard to have faith and anxiety at the same time. And, but we do it every day. We're we're saying we trust you and yet we're questioning everything and we're making ourselves worried to death and we're not being able to rest. And sometimes that is a spiritual attack, but just you have authority over your thoughts. You can take your thoughts captive. You can take your verbal words captive, you know, and actually saying, no, I don't fear. God does not call me to fear, you know? And if you do fear first, take that thought captive and say, no, because I will be prosperous in Jesus because he loves me and cares for me. And I will walk in peace. I will have peace. Even if you don't believe it yet, because there's times I know me and Nina are both shaking our heads right now, but like (laughs) we would love to say we were at peace with everything that we did 24 seven. It was all perfect. And that would be a big fat lie because there was tears. There was panic attacks. There was like, how is this happening to me right now? Is this really happening to me right now? Did did God really do that? Was that me? What happened? Like, there's always so much question because God is still not just sitting right next to us across from a table outlining everything for us, but be at peace with him, be in peace with him and prosperity will always come, always come to you. Um, one thing on this for me is I, my childhood. I feel like there's, there's a huge portion of it taken away from me because of what I went through being sick for so long. And, you know, I've shared basically the cliff notes on my journey, but I mean, like I probably went to a hundred doctors, maybe more just constantly searching for a way to heal. But even at 16 years old, I decided to always have faith. And it's so weird. Like I could bring up prayers from 10 years ago that says this, that I was, that I knew no matter what I went through, no matter how long it was, no matter how terrible it was, if I can help one person because of my journey, it would be worth it. And I can't tell you how many people I've healed because of my own journey. Um, But I knew that if I was to sit there and pray and then continue to be anxious and worried and sad, I, it wouldn't really be trusting God, would it? Yeah. (laughs) It, It, I just knew that no matter what I went through, in the past 10 years have been insane. Um, I trusted God and I had peace with it. And 
like Jordan said, of course, you know, many tears, lots of terrible, scary times, but I never questioned. I never stopped believing. I never stopped praying. I always knew to have peace with where he put me because everyone can attest to this. For some reason, things happen and you realize whether it's tomorrow, a year from now, 20 years from now, it happened for a reason. Yeah. Because you look at that one thing and you're like, if that wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't have been here. And then I wouldn't have been here. And then I wouldn't have done this. There's always a connection. Mm -hmm. And just because you don't understand it now doesn't mean that it's not exactly the way it's supposed to be because everything God does is perfect. Yeah. And I want to make that note again, even the bad things that happen to you have purpose. God turns all evil for good. And I know that's such a hard pill to swallow sometimes, but I've even experienced this where like certain things that happened in my life, if that wouldn't have happened as horrific as it was, it, it like this other thing that we really needed to happen wouldn't have happened. And so sometimes though we live in a broken world and evil things do happen, God is like, how can I make that a good thing for them? How can I show the immense amount of love I have for them? Like for instance, the house thing for Nina, like that house was such a burden, like truly, like I remember Nina being like sick over this house of like, how am I going to take care of this house? I don't want to take care of this house alone. How am I going to sell this house? It was just, I I remember our conversations just being about this dang house house. for so long. (laughs) And y'all that house paid for her wedding. Like literally that house. Two years later. Yeah. And it's like, that burden that seemed like such a burden was such a blessing. Oh my goodness. For her and Austin and being able to just go into their first year of marriage with some, some cushion, yeah, you know, and being able to have a, the, the most dreamy wedding ever, yeah, you know? So it's, it's crazy how that works. It wasn't just that. I mean, like jo- Jordan's just speaking about the fact that like, I couldn't pay for it first, but I had a terrible time selling it. Yeah. We had a contract fall through. We had already gotten an apartment. It was a terrible journey, but I was able to pay off my debt, my husband's debt. And we had a lot of it. I was able to pay for a wedding and now we have a good amount of savings. Now, even after paying for the the wedding beyond of our dreams, it was completely perfect and beautiful. Um, and now live in Florida. We use the savings to also get us to move to Florida, but now yeah. we still have savings while living with my parents. So like for two years, it was a terrible burden. My ex hated paying for it. It was like awful to sell, but it was for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I just like, you just didn't know then when it's terrible to how it will be beautiful later on. Yeah, you would literally, we would have never thought that. No. Literally never. I could have, have never that. even made that up. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just crazy. It's crazy, yeah. Uh, but then lastly, our last one is Luke twenty two forty two, And this one's so good. It says, Father, if you're willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And that really is just to close up, just to say, if you're struggling and you're like, I really want to be that way, you know, pray that prayer, pray that um sentence right there and saying you know not my will but yours be done and i mean at the end of the day god's will will always be done but he does give us free will to walk in it mm-hmm. and if you are constantly it's you know it's kind of like jonah and the whale when he gets swallowed up he had to live in a whale which was i'm sure he was terrified <laughs> sure he was waiting every single second to actually be dead And then God had mercy on him and spit him out where he was supposed to be the whole time. So God does have that mercy on us, but God doesn't want us to have to be swallowed up and living in that fear and living in that pain and walking in anxiety and living in that depression. Like he doesn't want that for you. And so if you can submit to that and say, Lord, your will is not mine. I am 
your servant. I live for you. There will be some peace in that. You know, there will be that kind of acceptance of saying, okay, really this life is yours, Lord. You know, your plan is always better than mine because sometimes we do, and I'm the queen of this, but taking control over the way that we think it should be. I would have been married. I would have been married a year ago to a man who would have, and I wouldn't have been ready at all. He wouldn't have been ready, but like to see where we're at now, I'm like, thank the Lord, praise the Lord that we both waited, you know, but the Lord had to force that because we weren't listening, you know? So just know God will shake you. He will shake you and you will feel like your whole world's falling apart. And, but there's always purpose in that. And so definitely be praying that, that it's his will and not yours so that you don't have to struggle as much. Okay. So we are going to move into our soul assignment. And I actually had Nina write this out for anyone that's like, okay, I'm inspired. I know I'm not where I want to be. I know God's calling me to greater, bigger. I need to leave this relationship. I need to switch careers. I need to move. I need whatever you feel like the Lord has just like been putting on your heart over and over and over again, but you just don't know what to do next. I had Nina do our soul assignment. So you can go ahead and give them the best tips ever. Okay. (laughs) I hope they're the best tips ever. (laughs) So the first thing, and I've done this most of my life is write out your prayers. Um, Just buy a journal with, with a big journal, with a beautiful pen that you love writing with. And whenever you can, whether it's first thing in the morning because personally for me, I think the morning is like the most beautiful time of the day, just being intimate with the Lord and just writing out all of your thoughts. And it doesn't have to be like, dear God, I really want to do blah, blah, blah. It just needs to be so genuine. Like, Lord, I do not know what I'm doing. I, I'm here in front of you. So confused. I'm mad about this. Like talk to God. Like he is your best friend. He already knows these thoughts. So you're not, it's not like you're talking to him in the wrong way, but just writing everything out on a sheet of paper, or maybe sometimes three, depending on how many thoughts in your mind and don't stop writing until everything is out of your head, literally give everything to him and walk away from that moment, just leaving everything at his feet. I just remember hearing that one time at church where it's like, when you pray and you leave it all at his feet, you cannot leave that moment with anxiety because then you're not actually trusting him to take care of it. So write it all out, everything in your head for that whole day, because the next day you're going to have more in your head and it might be different. It might be the same. Even if it's the same, you still still are going to write it all out and just put your hands on that sheet of paper, pray over it, pray that the Lord hears you and just leave that moment with peace, true peace. No matter what happens, no matter how bad your job sucks, no matter how unhappy you are in your relationship, just leave with peace and trust in that moment. Because in years from now, you don't want to be the person that was anxious and stressed and mad the whole time you were in the perfect situation based on where God had you, Mm -hmm. because you are here in this moment for a reason. You just have to make sure that you continue to pray and listen to where he wants you. Number two is to be patient. And I feel like this kind of ties in perfectly to number one, because it's hard sometimes to be patient. I mean, we all have experienced things like sometimes it's hard to be patient, even in a drive through at Starbucks, you know, (laughs) but being patient in your life is a million times harder. I just, I couldn't hearing my testimony. I'm sure, you know, you're thinking of your own while you're hearing mine, but I could not have imagined being in this place, even though I so desperately desired it then, but 
because I was patient, because I trusted, because I moved when the opportunity arise, I'm now here. And you can be frustrated at th- at things because they're not the way you want them. You know, I think we've all been there like, God, I asked for this mm-hmm. and I think this is what I'm supposed to have. But like, why do I not have it yet? Why am I not here? Why did you not give me the promotion? Why did I, why did I not get my period this month? Like whatever, like whatever situation, throw, throw in your situation into what I'm saying. It's perfect. And that's very, very hard to wrap your mind around. But even in the darkest times of my life, Jordan can attest to this. I was still happy. Mm -hmm. You know, there's moments, of course, sadness, sadness happens in our life, but I always believed it was for a reason. I always trusted. I was always patient because if I was to live anxiously and frustrated and mad, I would have just lived in a life of despair. Mm -hmm. And it would just, it's, it's so much better now being where I'm at to know that I lived in patience and through prayer and trust and peace versus the opposite of that. Because then it's like, okay, I got here, but I was really, really mad the last two years. It's just so much better giving it all to God and trusting in his perfect plan. Yeah, that's good. Number three is to be obedient. And we pretty much have touched on this a lot, but just moving when God says move. When I remember when Austin and I um, were on a walk and we were figuring out, we were making these quick decisions to get to Florida. And he was like, well, if, if we, if we leave our apartment here, we're only going to have to pay half the month. Like we're figuring this all out. And in the back of my mind, the whole time, like, I'm going to have to leave my best friend. Like Austin knows my husband the whole time. I was always like, but what about Jordan? <laughs> like I'm always asking like, okay, but like, I'm going to have to tell Jordan. So like, I need to know, but just it's sometimes it's a snap of your fingers. And it's like, you got to do this. The mo- Someone's mad at you at work and you're like, I'm out. I can't do it anymore. There's always a moment that arises where it's your chance because it's 50, 50. You can stay and you can continue on the path that you're in. Or what if you didn't, Mm -hmm. what if you're like, all right, here's the time. This is when I make the decision. This is when I make the decision that changes my entire life is now. This is going to change the course. This is going to take me here. This is going to allow me to do this. And sometimes it's so painful physically, emotionally. Sometimes it's the most out of your comfort zone you have ever been in your entire life. You've never done this. It sounds insane, but you do it. Why? Because God told you to move. It's never going to make sense in that moment. But like I said before, it'll make sense maybe in a month or maybe in a year or maybe 30 years. And then you're like, oh, that's why that happened. But you just never know God's will. And I don't think we're ever supposed to know. I don't think it's ever supposed to make sense. I mean, things happen now in my life where I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't prefer this, but we're here and I love it and it's perfect. And it's for a reason. And I'm going to love it because this is God's will. This is where we're currently at. If he tells me to move somewhere, I'm going to move. I'm going to change whatever it is, but we can't just sit and hate our situation and just wait for God to change something and write it out on a piece of paper for us and say, dear Jordan, please go do this today. You know, like if God's just not like that. Yeah. Like, well, that's, no. that's so good. And just a reminder, there's so many times where it is, I think what's crippling is you're asking yourself, well, how, how do I know that it's God telling me to move or 
how do I know that I'm not going to mess it up, you know? And we asked, we actually did a two part series to this. And um, if you go back to God's will for your life, go listen to both of those episodes. Cause we talk a lot about how to hear God's voice, how to know you're in um, the will of God and how to seek wise counsel and all the things, because there is impulsiveness and then there is God direction, you know, and it is good to have counsel and Nina left this out, but man, they had some counseling <laughs> in these seasons of like, or like leaving an engagement and getting, you know, re-engaged and marriage and leaving and going to Florida. Like there's so much counseling and therapy in the mix. And so even just getting wise counsel, being open and praying and, you know, being in church and all the things, all of those are so important. And so just know having that support is super valuable and it is encouraged. And, um, but at the end of the day, God does still call people to do things that maybe don't make sense to everyone else. Um, that's very, very true. Yeah. Everyone would say that about basically half of my life. Yeah. You know, and so sometimes just have discernment and just know that God might be calling you to do something that you're just like, this makes no sense. Y'all, I left a six figure salary for no job. I had no job lined up. <laughs> like when I said that out loud, I mean, even my mom, she was like, Comical. yeah, it's like, if you were to write that on paper, people would say, "Uh, yeah, Why? that's the worst decision. But now I love the job that I do. I have a ministry, you know, I do all the things that God really have has put on my heart for so long. And, and you're, so you're happier, so much happier. Oh my goodness. You know, so it's just a reminder that, you know, you don't know where you're at right now and you might be questioning where you're at right now, but God's will for your life. And he knows every desire that you have and he will fulfill it. And if you're in any type of sickness right now and you're questioning that, like Nina said, I mean, y'all just message her on Instagram. We'll put everything in the details, but you can talk to her about that as well. But there's always, there's always purpose in your pain. And that is such a cliche. Like, I feel like I would see that on a Hobby Lobby sign, but like there truly is. God really does orchestrate any pain that you're going through any hiccup that you're going through right now he's already orchestrated for your greatest desire that you have he loves you that much to where he doesn't let anything go to waste and so if there's anything that you get from this entire episode we hope it's that that you are more uplifted to where whatever season you're in right now in that Listen to God's voice in these seasons and move when he tells you to move and get out of those things when you're supposed to get out. Don't stay longer than you need um, and live a life that's grander. Live a life that's for Jesus and and do what he's called you to be and do. So thank you for sharing your testimony and spending this hour with us. And um, yeah, I'll link everything to Nina's. If you guys love holistic, just want to see the craziest vegetables you've ever seen. (laughs) I'm still freaked out by half of the vegetables she posts because I've never seen them in my life. Um, Y'all go follow her on Instagram because it's, she's truly living off the land. It's incredible. But yeah, and everything else she represents is just amazing and godly and she's a great inspiration. So, but yeah, we're going to pray it out and we'll see y'all next week. Dearly Father Lord, we just thank you for this listener um, on this episode today. And I just pray over them in whatever season they're in, Lord. Um, I pray over if they are just feeling lost, if they feel like they're in the wrong relationship, if they feel like they're in the wrong career, if they're just feeling like they're just living mediocre, mediocrely, Lord, that 
um, you speak to them very clearly, give them the guidance, give them the steps, give them whatever they need to be able to make a decision where they feel they can walk in that confidence and they can know that they're in your will, Lord, and that they can start taking those steps to the desires of their heart and know that they are still um, following the directions that you've given them. I also just thank you for Nina and sharing her testimony with um, her being sick and you healing her, Lord, and um, being able to walk away from a really uh, comfortable place and stepping out in that and being able to really, truly live her dream life that you've called her to be and so that she can expand your kingdom. And um, we just thank her for her vulnerability and her transparency in that, Lord. And I just uh, pray over anyone that's going to listen to this in the future that they can also make those big moves and they can walk out and even if it is uncomfortable because they have you we have all of the peace in the world because of you and we know that you call us to be prosperous and that you will give us the desires of our heart and so we just thank you ahead of time we thank you for everything that you're orchestrating in our lives whenever we don't see it or understand it um and we trust you with everything and we love you in your name amen amen thanks for listening in this week just for hanging out with us we want to give you a free gift Go to withinhersoul.co slash freebie to grab your free quiet time template. This will be your guide during your alone time with Jesus. You'll journal your highs and lows, record your prayers, and you'll be able to express how you feel the Lord is speaking to you every time you spend time with Him. It's extremely helpful if you're needing some guidance on how to find a quiet time routine that works for you. And before you go, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't ever miss a new episode. You can also catch us at withinhersoul.co on Insta. We'd love for you to message us and let us know how we can pray for you. This is the Within Her Soul podcast. We can't wait to chat with you next week. See you then.